0: calling to you, husband. I am singing to you, Redwood. Hear this song. Birch, bark, weeping well Oh.
1: think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks at God all day and lifts her leafy arms to pray. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Trees by Joyce Kilmer has always held a special place in my heart. A simple, beautiful homage to our beloved kin, this poem encapsulates much of how I feel about trees as a gift from the heart of God of spirit. Hello, and welcome to Episode 2 of Season 2 of Animisma, All Things Inspirited. My name is Heather Louise, and I'm so deeply grateful that you've found your way to my quiet, gentle, mysterious, and mythical, forested corner of the digital realm. This season of Animisma is dedicated to the trees that we venerate, celebrate, learn from, lean on, fear, and feast with as we walk together through the seasons around the wheel of the year. The first season of Animisma included an exploration of some of the myths, legends, and customs of each celebration. If you haven't had a chance to listen already, I invite you to head over to Season 1 and have a listen there too. If this is the first time we're meeting, it's my honor to connect with you. I'm a spiritualist and an eternal student of mystic wisdom who really does live in veneration of the earth. My work is deeply inspired by my Celtic heritage and tends to revolve around honoring and connecting with the natural world, Celtic myths and legends, and the gentle reclamation of personal sovereignty. I partner with story, poem and song to create spaces for people to directly connect to nature, spirit. And their own selves in ways that are authentic and true for them. As many do, I live as a convergence of blood, bone, language, and culture. My blood ancestors, those whose face I wear, travelled from Scotland and Ireland to the land known in the common tongue as Australia, where I was born into this life onto the ancestral lands of the Camarigal clan of the Aeora Nation. Like my ancestral kin, I too have travelled across the world, and at least for now, find myself living in the high desert in view of some very old mountains in the middle of what is known as the United States of America, on the ancestral lands of the Ute, Arapaho, and Ocheti shikawan the Seven Council Fires. I live as a Celtic convergence, and my offering is one of connection to spirit and nature for all those who are woven of the many threads— and who were drawn towards honouring the cycles of the seasons, the natural world, and all of its inhabitants, tree, flower, feathered, finned, elemental, animal, spirit, all. So to you, my dear listener, wherever and whenever you are, whether you are here with me in 2022 or listening from the future, I honor the spirits of the land that you are on and the land that I am on. And I gratefully acknowledge all who come in spirit form to be of support, to provide guidance and wisdom, and to hold us while we connect with the spirit of the earth and her seasons through these beautiful festivals. Thank you, and a hundred thousand welcomes, friends. I'm thrilled that you're here with me. Imbolc is the beautiful cross-quarter fire festival and celebration of awakening, fertility, birthing, and beginning. It is the promise of renewal, of hidden potential, of the earth slowly awakening and of life force stirring. We welcome the growth of the returning light and witness life's rebirth at this time. The word Imbolc is translated from ancient Irish and means in the belly or around the belly and it refers to both the pregnancy of sheep and to the fertility of the earth, that is the swelling belly of the earth goddess, coming full during the spring. Imbolc was the traditional celebration of spring, as opposed to the modern interpretation of spring being on the spring equinox. The kalach, the divine hag who rules over winter and death, gathers firewood for the rest of winter on Imbolc, if the calach wishes to make winter last longer, she'll make sure that the weather on Imbolc is bright and sunny, so she can gather plenty of firewood. But if Imbolc is a day of foul weather, it means that the Kalach is asleep and winter is almost over. Fire rituals at the cross-quarter festivals serve different purposes. At Samhain, they ward off evil spirits. At Beltane, they offer protection and growth. And in M'Bolk? They are symbolic of the sun's return to the earth. For those that are able to create a strong and well-contained fire, it's a perfect time to slowly offer the fire any remaining greenery you may have from the winter solstice or yule, thanking the greenery for its companionship through the darker days of winter and in celebration of the midpoint of the dark half of the year and the welcoming forward of the fertile, budding trees and lands. I definitely invite you to pop over to season one's episode of Imbolc to learn more about the Kalach or Kailach, our beloved and honoured goddess Brigid, or Brij, the Toit de Danan Candlemas, which is also celebrated at this time, and ways of honouring this beautiful return to spring. Just one reminder, Imbolc, as a cross-quarter festival, is a part of an astronomical phenomenon, Imbolc is the day that comes directly between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Today, on Anamisma, we'll create a tree spirit altar together in honor of Imbolc. If you can't access all of these beautiful trees and plants in our human realm, this episode offers you space to gently still yourself and witness through your mind's eye the building of a beautiful and sacred offering to the traditional start of spring. An altar is a place of centering and focus, intentional, purposeful, and sacred. It can be as simple as a stone on the ground, or as elaborate as a multi-tiered table in a temple covered in a thousand sparkling candles. What is placed on an altar is an offering, a way to thank a god or a goddess, a way to honour and recognise an element, a way to remember an ancestor a gift of thanks for abundance, a symbol to hold space for protection. Altars are universal representations of spirit, and you can have many altars in your space to honor different things. In my home, for example, I have a central altar. It's a small table close to the ground that I sit in front of to meditate and to pray. It holds some small special items, beautiful shells, some crystals, candles, and also some deities that my grandparents had in their home. For each turn of the wheel, I also place something sacred upon it to honor the turn and to focus my prayers and meditations towards each celebration. I have seen some extraordinary altars in my time. Some people create an altar from plants or flowers every day, never the same altar twice. Others I've seen are set with beautiful symbols designed to offer protection and grounding for their families. Some altars have special cloths that have been hand-woven with intention to be used in prayer. Others are bare and raw, showing wax remnants from years of candle offerings being lit in the same place. For today's altar, our Imolk altar, it will be created at the base of a beautiful rowan tree. I'd like to invite you to take a moment to support your vessel, your physical body. Find a quiet and comfortable place where you won't be disturbed and where you feel safe. It can be indoors or outdoors, providing you have adequate protection, warmth and ventilation. It could be in a room, maybe in a car. You might be traveling on a train or a plane. Perhaps you're outside by a fire, lying by a tree in a park. Maybe you're sitting on a haystack in a barn. Wherever you find yourself, welcome. Please take a moment to get really comfy, to be sure your feet are warm and your body feels supported, and then take a deep, nourishing breath as you settle in to be a dreaming witness to the creation of a sacred in bulk altar. On behalf of all who are connecting through these words today, I humbly request that you be blessed and protected today and all days. I humbly request that your trusted guides and allies join you today, seen or unseen. May you be surrounded by those who love and support you today and all days, surrounded by blessing, protection, love, and safety. My invitation is to now release all that does not serve you all that is out of alignment and integrity. You are held and you are safe. You are whole and you are complete. You are well and you are held. I humbly and lovingly acknowledge the unseen and the seen, all spirits known and not known to us, who kindly offer us wisdom, protection, and guidance. We are honored by your presence. We're so grateful that you're here. It is quiet here. As you open your mind's eye, you notice that the trees surrounding this small, beautiful mountain clearing we find ourselves in are still and silent. There is a cool breeze around us, a whispered breeze that flows softly by our skin. Some trees are evergreen, others are winter bare, we are seated on a warm blanket on top of some soft moss, a space that has been thawed in direct sunlight. It is early morning once again, and we're covered in a cloak. This time, one that is a rich, deep, velvety green. Tiny white flowers are sewn around the edges of the cloak, sweet, beautiful snowdrops. This is a cloak for embolg, for the traditional celebration of spring, honoring the first green that reveals itself from the deep white snow. We are sitting at the base of a rowan tree. Sacred to the Celts, the Druids, this is a holy tree. Great lady of the mountain, she who grows at great heights, we honor you. At the base of this beautiful old tree is an altar. You can see that it's been used before. Remnants of offerings past lie softly around its edges. Built up over generations from sticks and twigs falling, the altar lies against the base of the Rowan's trunk. Rowan twigs protect against bad enchantments, bad luck, evil, and harm. Rowan is a guardian of good and a holder of strength and psychic protection. Rowan is a sacred tree of Imbolc, and it's ruled by the sun. This is Bridget's day or Day, and Rowan is her sacred tree. Rowan supports prophecy and psychic power, and Rowan Wood has been used in talismans to ward off evil, wands to connect with magics and spiritual powers, and walking sticks for night vision and third sight. Rowan comes by many names. The Witchwood, Wizard Tree, Mountain Ash, Witchbane, Quickbane, Wiccan tree, and more. The Rowan is a member of the Rose family of Trees, and the five-pointed star at the base of the Rowan berry is a pentagram, and it was thought to indicate magical protection and was of significant importance. Rich in vitamin C, these berries, but not the seeds, the seeds are poisonous. The berries are made into jams and teas in the summertime. The flowers and bark are also used in traditional medicine and preparations, herbal preparations. This and bulk altar at the base of the rowan tree is precious, and it is special. It is our honor to sit here with this sacred being and to provide offerings today. We ask Lu, the god of the sun, and breach great goddess of the hearth, head fire, fertility and protection for their blessings as we create with steady, careful intention an altar for the forest on this special Sabbath. You have brought with you a woven basket filled with altar items, consciously and intentionally acquired with permission from any living creatures. To begin, you brush the altar clean of debris and dust, softly and intentionally wiping the flat surface clear. As you clear the altar, you feel the magic of the Rowan Wood. Sight beyond sight, you can feel this time of year is inspired, that the dreams of the winter solstice are forming into thoughts, ideas and plans. This is also the time of year for spring cleaning though I feel it's a good spiritual practice and an offering to self to clean an altar before use as often as you can to freshen the energy and at the very least placing fresh greens and candles upon it. After cleaning the surface, you return to the basket. In the base of the basket is a soft white cloth Slowly, you unfold the cloth and lay it on top of the flat area of the altar. Next, you return to the basket to find two small cream-coloured ceramic vessels and place them, one on the far left and one on the far right of the space. One vessel is to represent cream. This is the Milken Festival, and though we might have no cream to offer, we offer this vessel as a representation of cream. The other small ceramic vessel is for the posy of snowdrops you also find in your basket. Carefully you pick up the flowers and place them intentionally in the small ceramic container. Snowdrops are some of the first flowers to blossom after winter has passed. There are snowdrop festivals in Scotland and many gardens can be visited to see them blooming, heralding the return of spring. Snowdrops represent hope, and though our ancient ancestors may not have known them because they were only introduced a few hundred years ago, they have come to symbolize this time of year, this time of renewal, freshness in spring. A beautiful wreath also lies inside the basket. Gently, you lift it out and place it in the center of the altar. This is a wreath of white heather. Heather is also known as ur, which means new in Gaelic, though it once meant earth, and also frauch, which means fury. And frauch is also the name of a warrior in the Tuatha de Danann. Heather is a sacred, evergreen shrub in the Celtic tradition, and is closely associated with the bees and the goddess Breach. Tea made from Heather is good for coughs and colds, so it's very useful at this time of year. And Heather is closely associated with the cycle of death and renewal, and connecting with the Fe or the sheed. Honey from Heather is healing, and delicious, and Heather provides us with strength and softness, as she is a vast and hearty plant, that grows in the roughest of conditions, yet her blossoms are tiny, perfect, delicate bells. Heather restores the soil after fires. It grows in places where nothing else grows. It feeds the bees and covers the mounds of the dead. The blessings of Heather include remembering simply how loved you are by the goddess. Heather also blesses us with a zesty and spark-filled passion for life. Returning to the basket, you notice that five items remain. Four small candles and one large one. All of these candles are white and unburned. You place the four smaller candles at four points on the altar, creating a square. And the largest candle is placed in the center of the wreath. These candles are to remind us of the returning light, the symbol of the sun, of hope and of life. Once you feel all the items are placed well and correctly, the altar is ready for our prayer to Brigid or Brigid. First, you light the candles, starting at the edges, ending with the central wreath candle. With the candles lit, you bring the hood of your cloak over your head. Held inside its warm embrace, you bring your hands together in prayer. Lower your head and offer a prayer in conjunction with the sacred plants to the great goddess of this day. Radiant arrow of flame, noble foster mother of gods, breach the daughter of the Dagda, Dagda, the good god, the son of Danu, Danu, the mother of all things, breach of the mantles, breach of the peat heap, breach of the twining hair, breach of the augury, breach of the white feet, breach of calmness, breach of the white palms, breach of the kine, breach woman comrade, breach woman helper. Preach woman mild each day and each night that I say the descent of Preach, I shall not be slain, I shall not be injured, I shall not be put in cell, I shall not be hewn, I shall not be riven, I shall not be anguished, I shall not be ravaged, I shall not be made blind. I shall not be made naked, I shall not be left bare, I shall not be enchanted, I shall not be cursed, neither shall my power leave me. No fire, no sun, no moon shall burn me, no water, no flood, no brine shall drown me, no earth, no sod, no turf shall cover me, no air, no wind, no vapor, shall sicken me, nor seed of the fairy host shall lift me, nor seed of the airy host shall lift me, nor earthly being destroy me. I, under the protection of the holy maiden, I am under the shielding of good bridge each day. I am under the shielding of good bridge each night. Each early and late, every dark, every light, Breach is my comrade woman, Breach is my maker of song, my gentle foster mother, my beloved Breach. We ask for blessings of clarity of sight, renewal and rebirth, protection and patience. Blessed be all who gather here, blessed be in bulk. Gently blink your eyes open and move your body in ways that feel good for you. Maybe stretch your arms and legs, twinkle your fingers and toes, and maybe gently rock or nod your head. Maybe move your arms like the swaying branches of a tree. Take a deep, grounding breath and release it with a sigh. When you feel ready, find a comfortable seated position. Thank you for joining me today to celebrate this sacred cross-quarter fire festival. As you shift away from these words in this time, don't forget to drink a little water and eat a little something, maybe something sweet, to help you ground into your body and integrate the experience. If you feel so cold, maybe create an altar of your own for this sacred day. And maybe journal a thought or two. Or sit with a tree nearby and offer it your friendship. Whatever you do today, I pray that you and all that you hold dear are blessed by the soft expansion and awakening light of this season. May grace guide you and hold you in the coming year. And may the magical blessings of Rowan, Snowdrop, and Heather keep you and all you hold dear safe clear and well in closing may all that we do and say today and always be for the benefit of all beings may we walk with integrity honor and grace may we welcome our shadow forward in service of revealing to us all that needs tending as we walk in human form May we never forget the passage of our ancestors, human and otherwise, that brought us into being and may we honor the wise and well ones for their guidance and support. May we honor the descendants, all of our kin, and may we commit ourselves to guide them, love them, and resurrect the wild beauty of our shared home, this precious planet Earth. May we live our lives in safety, offered in service, guided by spirit thank you so dearly for joining me today just to mention i've had um some mouth work done lately work that had to be done to some of my teeth and so speaking has been very challenging and so i'm grateful for your patience in this episode i hope i have more energy and more space to talk I did actually shorten this episode so that I could complete it, and I'm grateful for your understanding. This episode was influenced by the blessed teachings of Glennie Kindred and Danu Forrest. I so look forward to connecting with you for episode 3 of season 2, The Spring Equinox. Some people call it Ostara. You can learn more about this episode, the Celtic Wheel of the Year, find resources and more about upcoming episodes at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash animisma. Ayla Nareo's beautiful song and homage to our tree kin, Whispers, from her album The Code of the Flowers, was licensed for use with permission from Jumpsuit Records. Animisma is brought to life by the brilliant Emily Osborne. You can learn more about her work at emilyosborne.co. If you'd like to hear more, I invite you to subscribe and share amongst your community. Email subscribers receive instructions prior to the podcast regarding offerings and rituals, ceremonies, etc. And you can subscribe at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash subscribe. Tapaliva Harjan, Agastiri, and